0: Three, two, one. Hey, hey everybody! Yeah. I'm Sarah the Rebel, and I'm O-Katrina. and this is Woman, Woman Up, podcast. Up Podcast. This is the podcast where two crazy cat lady feminist chicks talk about geeky stuff. And from
1: yep, and Hello Kitty, and Hello Kitty. Sometimes we <laughs> <laughs> we have had an interesting week, of course, as per every week. So we have a little news to run down. Uh, we were off last week because our show assistant Smokey, who does nothing. Was very sick, but he is okay. He is back. He's standing around, giving everyone thousand mile stares. So good to have him on set. He's good at staring. Yes, Smokey
0: is okay. Thank you all for for bearing with us <laughs> as we almost
1: went through Old Man
0: Cat death. Yes, very bad. Well, for future reference, when Smokey does die, the podcast will probably be postponed for a month in yeah. the morning of uh, this little. Um, cat humper. Anyway, so, <laughs> today um, I decided to put our main topic ahead of our news because I'm stupid, so let's just <laughs> mentally not do that. But today our main topic is um, our top five fictional role models, women in television. Yes. So, we'll get back to that after we run down the news. We don't have as much news as normal because there isn't really a, a lot, lot. Of I mean, news. everything that went
1: on this past week is Star Wars, which I could recount without having written it down, so, we're good. Right. <laughs> Amazing.
0: Perfect. Wonderful. I can't tell you anything about what happened with Apple today. <laughs>
1: no, Oh, yeah, can. right. I was like, I'm going to put this link here, and I'll read it.
0: <laughs> I just didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care. I'm sorry. I, I didn't I, do it. <laughs> there's,
1: like, the only thing that would have ever convinced me to get an iPhone, and this isn't even shitting on iPhone, it's just I like really like my Android, um, was I was going to get it because I thought the BB-8, the Sphero BB-8. Was gonna be iPhone only And I was like Oh man I I gotta get an iPhone now So Now I don't I didn't get an iPhone. Because it's for it's, it's for Android too. so... Can we dive into the serious fandom psychosis going on here? <laughs>
0: Hey, you haven't even met this droid. As I've mentioned, we all have a reason for loving R2-D2. We watched a movie and we fell in love with R2-D2. No one has seen that BB is anything but a little rolly ball. He could have no personality. He could be the Jar Jar Binks of robots. We My don't know.
1: My BB-8 has personality, so and meanwhile, and, I like him, and he gets along with my cat she so is what, so obsessed with Star Wars that you would go and buy a new phone to have a toy I didn't though robot. and this was something that I was only considering not something that I was going to do you wrote it down you were like I was thinking about it I was like let me think about let me see what the iPhone 6 looks like or or does or a 6s whatever 6s G plus such shit whatever that is right now I don't. I haven't logged in. I missed the conference. I'm sorry. I was writing and doing my job, which I have to do during the day, which sucks. So I missed everything. Um, I missed everything. Apparently, a lot of stuff happened today. I missed it. I watched on Twitter
0: what everyone was saying and just everything. You know, like that's how I actually watch a lot of stuff about a pencil. Yeah, I was like, oh, don't call it a stylus, and I was just like, I don't care. It's a pencil. And then like
1: people were posting Steve Jobs quotes that were like, if you need a stylus, you failed. So, that's all I know about the Apple conference today. Um, there's, a, there's some stuff with, oh yeah, Apple TV. So there are some really cool things. Um, there are certain video games now that you can play on Apple TV, including Disney Infinity 3.0, which is really neat. A lot of the games are kind of more on the family side. They're things that you play with your kids, but uh, it's cool to see that TV is becoming a gaming system, but also why sort of terrifying. But, I mean, gaming systems are basically becoming TVs at these right. points.
0: Yeah, it's so. the same way. This is my favorite quote from the Marys. Uh, the Mary Sue Live. They said, 97% of Apple Watch owners are sati- satisfied with their purchase. 97% of you don't own one and don't care.
1: <laughs> so Apple happened today. Yay! Yes. So that's out of the way. Um, but the first topic that I wanted to talk about, and I'm sure Sarah has stuff to say about this, too, is uh, the new comic book out... Um, called Raising Dion. Now, this is a an indie comic. There's no publisher behind it just yet, uh, but it's by the, um, the artist and writer Dennis Liu, um, and it looks amazing. They released this live-action trailer for it, even though it's a comic, and it's a wonderful story about a mother who, a single black mother who raises a superhero. Her Her child has superhuman powers, and so, basically, it's about how she raises him um, and she creates this like picture book to teach him how to use his powers and then she has to protect him from government agents, she has a sidekick uh, her, her, her dead husband's best friend is helping her out so it's a, it's a really cool looking story and I love that it's being told from a single black mother's point of view like this right. is, you could already tell from the response how important this is to yeah. certain people to most people
0: um, I, I think it's more than just, you know, we, we put a black woman here and we're doing this comic about, you know, a, a child with superpowers. Mm-hmm. I think it speaks to so many people on a deep level because it's, it's also an analogy for motherhood itself. Mm-hmm. Trying to raise your child who might be gay or might be another race or is another religion than the people around them. And how mm-hmm. do you um, both be a good parent to love your child yet also protect them from the way the world is going to perceive them. You know, I I just think it it speaks to so many different issues, and that's Mm -hmm. why this
1: could be such an important work. It's so relatable on so many levels, so absolutely. Please check it out. Uh, The first issue is online for free, but if you like it, you should buy it Mm -hmm. and support the artist because they need... Some money to get together so that they can do issue two and continue right. doing the run.
0: So, And on top of that, just anytime someone does something independent, you know, we complain, well, why aren't there more this? Why aren't there more that? People are going to watch this. Mm-hmm. And if they see that a lot of people are willing to put their money where their mouth is as far as this type of comic is concerned, mm-hmm. that will influence other decisions. Because Absolutely. the comics industry is very focused on money because they're actually a really, really small industry and they don't make hardly any money. Mm-hmm. Um, so the easiest way to convince them to change is to throw money at them. Yes. So throw money at things you like, kids. You may throw your money at me. At <laughs> um, so we actually, like we said, we missed last week, so there are a few things we had to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those things was Idris Elba being too Street.
1: Yeah, there's, okay, so there's a whole story to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not being in defense of the term too Street, uh, but the author basically had suggested Another actor, um, Adrian, um... I can't remember who suggested,
0: but he is a black man. Yeah, and yeah. he was a
1: black man. But everyone was so focused on the fact that Idris Elba was black. And I even noticed this, I noticed this a lot in the people who agreed with the author. And they were like, well, you know, James Bond is supposed to be white. And I'm like, did you even read? Right. Like, so the author, uh, he apologized almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, Idris Elba took it in stride. As usual. Of course, because he's... Perfect. I
0: do think, though, but, I, it yeah. does still sound like Idris Elba is a black man who threatens me, whereas this guy is a black man who doesn't threaten me, because what he was specifically referencing was one character that Idris has played, and I was like, mm-hmm. was Heimdall really street? I yeah, no, something. I was like,
1: wait a second, Idris Elba street?
0: Was Pentecost, was Pentecost we... a real street kind of
1: uh, leader of the fucking, like, <laughs> no, have you listened to Idris <laughs> Elba talk for a
0: second? Right. Ever? Um, I was t- talking about this with our DM of our board game night, Rick, mm-hmm. and he's a, he's a very small, compact white man, older. He's like, I'm more street than Idris Elba. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's very so, funny because he's just this elf just a little guy, elf, yeah, little elf I think man. I'm a little elf man too. Yeah, there we go. He's a little elf man, and it's like, he's just like no. Like, like, yeah, uh,
0: so I can definitely see why people were mad. Either yeah, way, even absolutely. if it wasn't his intention to be racist or anything. It still speaks to, you have some preconceived notions about this person mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with his acting ability. Maybe you should have shut the fuck up. <laughs> exactly,
1: yeah. So it's, it's yeah. I am I think that Idris Elba is too good to be James Bond at yeah, this point. You're too good for that. <laughs> <Like>, seriously, <laughs> if I was a movie studio, I'd be like, let's have Idris Elba do a spy movie. Just because. We're throwing away our money on like, stupid-ass fucking... All the time. Uh, so movies, movies all the time. If you Transporter four vagina whatever. dentata. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can make Transporter Four, but you don't want to make Idris Elba as a spy movie. Like that movie had a bad opening. Yeah. One point nine uh, million, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe that was the Zach F.1 one. Whatever, white guys.
0: <laughs> you know, all the same. Um Um so also on things that happened in the past that we mm-hmm. have to catch up on. I went to PAX. It was a really great time. I represented Larian Studios on their socials, so they have Divinity Original Sin 2. It's out on Kickstarter right now. You should back it, and I'm not just saying that because I worked with them. I'm saying it because everyone who came by the booth who was like, yeah, I backed the first one, so I basically have already given my money to this one now Mm -hmm. because, oh my god, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. How often do you hear about a Kickstarter campaign that was so successful that people are then ready to support the next one? Like, Mm -hmm. that's actually a really big deal. So if you like RPGs and computer games, you should probably get it. Um, PAX was really awesome. They had a, a black blood fountain, which was for oh, uh, yeah. Dark Souls 2. Um, the guy that stabbed, and black blood was just spreading out. It was really mm-hmm. cool. Ruined my friend's pants, though. So, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, because it was so... Okay, so I know it was at Comic-Con, but I didn't see it, but it was at E3, and they didn't spray the blood because it was inside. Mm-hmm. So... Because if you had the blood, you had risk, if you were, like, in front of the fountain a foot or so, yeah, you're going to get some blood on right, you. Right,
0: because it was misting up, and it was splashing a little mm. bit, so, yeah. But it was cool. It was so cool. <laughs> um, so it was also really awesome to see how I said awesome twice. All <laughs> the indie games there, as usual, represent me. And, um, Minecraft made, like, a little house you could walk through, which was kind of the coolest shit ever, and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> I don't even like Minecraft, but I want to, like, go in here and touch all the things. Oh, that's Um, crazy. so I think overall PAX was really cool, really fun. They made a lot of announcements, which you've all already heard, because that was now, like, what, two weeks ago? <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Anything else we had to catch up on? Oh, uh. and people going ham
1: on Denise. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I have a lot to say about this matter, and it, I feel disgusting because it's about, like, puppets, but... Don't slut-shame Denise, okay? Like, what the fuck did she do but start dating somebody? It is not her fault that she is dating Kermit the Frog, and you know what? You know what? Miss Piggy is has become a feminist icon, and she's real strong, and she's scoring all the dudes, but let's not forget that she used to beat the shit out of As Kermit. a very abusive relationship. Like, it's a really bad relationship that they were in, yeah. so... That's my thoughts. Don't fuck with Denise. This is not her fault. It was really funny to me because a lot of the people... Them.
0: First of all, if any of you witnessed it on Twitter, it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Basically, black Twitter got a hold of the image. And, like, they hadn't heard about this before. They hadn't watched that... What was it, a first episode that was available It was, online? like, a ten-minute like pilot. A pilot? Yeah. So if you've watched a pilot, you actually know... Um, you know, Denise wishes no ill upon Miss Piggy, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, Kermit and Miss Piggy were already separated, Denise is not part of the crew, mm-hmm. anyway, so half the memes were just, like, wrong, they were like, oh, snap, Denise used to be part of the crew, anyway, so I recommend, <laughs> if you haven't already, you should check out that pilot, um, it's on YouTube, right? Yeah, you it's it? right on YouTube. The new Muppets pilot, it's really funny, and mm-hmm. I hate to, like, be a f- telling you to go watch a reality show, but it's, it's not your mama's Muppets. Yeah. And... It was as good, so I kind of can't wait for
1: that one. Nathan Fillion in the Piggy trailers—that went real far,
0: yeah, <laughs> that went really yeah, far. Keep walking. <laughs> yeah, Nathan Fillion's butt is distracting
1: though. Um. <laughs> oh, a uh, uh, quick Star Wars update since he went through like quick pack stuff. Uh, Star Wars is being real good to women of color as of recent. Um, at the head of the most recent. Uh, Comic is a uh, couple of color um, Shara Bay and her husband Kez, whose last name I cannot say because it is a spoiler. Um, so check it out. That just came out today. Shara Bay is the main character. She's the hero of the series and she's already getting involved in all the crazy stuff that happens the moment that Return of the Jedi ends. Uh, also on the count is a young black girl in Lost Star. She is one of the two main characters. Uh, it's a romance novel about two kids who join the Imperial Academy and end up on both, on opposite sides of the war, and it kind of tells the outside perspective of Return of the Jedi, or of the original trilogy. Um, There's all, there's, oh man, there's so much stuff going on in Star Wars this week. Uh, Force Friday came out, Mm -hmm. and there are so many options for little girls, which makes me, not a target. But it coals and, <laughs> and uh, other certain things. So it's a it's a definite step forward. Um, I'm I'm thrilled and also upset that the Captain Phasma stuff flew off the walls and the Ray stuff flew off the, off the walls. But comparatively, they didn't have as many figurines. So one step forward, one step back. Star Wars, you're getting there. You're giving us more heroes that are interesting and diverse. But you know moving forward. Give us toys. Right.
0: <laughs> I was a low-mept at Target mm-hmm. for Force Friday. Um, they had tons of shirts for men, for mm-hmm. boys. They even had shit for dogs. Mm-hmm. They had one item for women. And it was socks. <laughs> Meanwhile,
1: Target has all of these Marvel clothes for women. Yeah, I'm confused. Especially because like Marvel was supposed to be the one that was definitely not pushing toward women right. for Perlmutter left. So Right, it was a very, Star Wars.
0: very strange and confusing choice for Target as far as clothes were concerned And then the cosmetics line got pushed back, so mm-hmm. there also wasn't that So unless a woman was going to get toys Oh,
1: but Janelle Monae is representing the cosmetics line And I'm sorry, about that happened today and I freaked out And I was like, Janelle Monae in Star Wars
0: Somebody was like, why don't she be James Bond? <laughs> I was
1: like, I agree <laughs>
0: Works for me I'll yeah. laid
1: lay out that would be anything. So it's yeah, overall thank you for the, the diverse characters, but like um I think the best way to sum this up is to say to check out this article on 1138.com called Star Wars's intersectionality problem where it seems like to, in order to get more uh racially racially diverse characters, we have to trade in uh, sexuality wise diverse or gender diverse uh, and it shouldn't be that way.
0: Right. Yeah. So Great job. Keep working on it. Tip of the hat, wag of the finger at the same time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> We're really good at this. Uh, Red Wolf comic with Jeffrey <gasps> Varege. 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 So,
1: big, important, cool thing that is happening right now as part of the all-new, all-different Avengers, Red Wolf is joining the team again and getting his own standalone series since 1976. Um... Mar- he, no, this comic artist Jeffrey Varej, he is one of my like I've been following this guy forever. Wait, is he
0: the one who draws Native American? Native American style He did, heroes. Like Batman,
1: mm-hmm. I wondered why that cover looked so familiar. Yeah, his art
0: is the shit. Everybody, he's doing so. It's he's so doing so the cover
1: art, and he's doing consultation and supervising throughout the entire comic. Um, and then a Croatian man is drawing it, which is pretty cool. So, I would love to push for this uh, hero to really make a scene the same way Miss Marvel did. Um, I recently had an encounter, uh, not an encounter, I mean I knew this person with a Native American uh, friend of mine, and they had just wrapped up Assassin's Creed 3, and we, we were drunk, and <laughs> they basically said, like, the end of that just reminded me so much of, like, what happened to my people, it feels like we don't exist anymore, it feels like we're a race, it feels like I don't exist. So. That hit me really hard, and uh, I think it's really important for us horrible invaders to, you know, support Native American culture, so if you could do me a favor and tell your comic shop to order Red Wolf mm-hmm. and get this hero back on the shelves and get him back in the mainstream, let's, uh, let's push for that. Do yeah, it, it would be awesome.
0: Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, that's all the news we had listed.
1: Main topic!
0: I'm gonna move right on. Like I said, you know, it's gonna be a little bit of a shorter one. Go show um, So basically... We Wow, you, you did a good job Thank you, I know one word I will say hello to you in patois Bonsoir <laughs> um, So these are our top five fictional female role models From television mm-hmm. And of course feel free to share yours You can either put it in the chat You can tweet it at us and we'll retweet it after the show mm-hmm. If you tweet us um, You should also say why they're uh, role models to you And it would even be great if you picked folks Who were role models to you growing up Because something that a lot of guys forget is that Just, like, girls can have male role models, guys Mm -hmm. can have female role models, and I think it's important to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I went to my friend's house recently, and in his son's room, he had a picture of uh, Wonder Woman saying, we can do it. I was just, like, so uh, happy that's on your
1: son's wall. That yeah, there's, um, so one of my Star Wars friends on Twitter was asking, he was just talking, he, like, was doing a little video with his son, his son's, like, three years old. He's like, who's your favorite Star Wars Rebels character? And he was like, Hera! And and like he went on about how like she's such a strong pilot, and then he loves her cute green cheeks. Aww. And look, like guys can really look up to to women, and you know it's it, definitely tweet that at us because I would like to know who you looked up to, no matter who you are. Yes. So we are but, very curious. Yes. Um. Yeah. So,
0: so <laughs> number one, of course, is Zena. Woo! do that for, like, ten more minutes. Yes. Um, So, of course, Xena has to go there, because she's so influential that almost any other strong female, like, if you say strong female on television, Mm -hmm. everyone will immediately be like, what, like, Xena? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Because she kind of, like, remade the game when she came out. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Xena, for me, was a role model, because growing up, I always wanted the warrior women Mm -hmm. to actually... Do something. So, quite a few fantasy films feature warrior women. Mm -hmm. They just don't actually do anything important. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe they'll knock out the second in command. Right. Or they'll kill this guy over here so you can go and get to the temple. Mm -hmm. Like, they weren't actually ever. Really accomplishing anything in movies. So being able to watch Xena every week actually solving the problems with her help of her smart female sidekick, mm-hmm. you know, and, and both of them had faults mm-hmm. and both of them had strengths, and it was just so nice to see women being treated as people.
1: In every way, like, yes. they all had multiple relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they... Xena had been a mother at one point. Like, these were women who had had real experiences. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 also would share experiences as he went on through the series. So mm-hmm. it was definitely, like... It was great seeing a strong woman who had a softer side, I hate to say it so stereotypically, but... But it's something you don't get a lot.
0: A lot of people feel like if they're making a strong female character, Mm -hmm. there's a set of things she has to be. And one of those things, she can't be motherly, she can't want to take care of the home, she can't want to be kind and Mm -hmm. compassionate. And Xena, it was never a question that she could be all of those things and that she could also be wrong and she could be fallible and Mm -hmm. sometimes she could try to push people away and not feel like she had the whole range of human emotion, just like male characters get all the time. hmm Um, so she was a role model for me because I always just wanted to hit things instead of solving my problems with my brain. And so it was nice to know that there was somebody
1: else out there who <laughs> would rather
0: use a frying pan to smack a bad guy in the head than to cook some eggs, damn
1: it. Yeah, she definitely, for me, she was a role model that I wanted to grow up to be, like that... I, I, I was very, like, I, I'm really outspoken and I'm really loud, but I'm one of those people who talks a lot, and in my head I'm like, I'm scared of social situations, so it was, that's how I've always been, um, and so seeing someone like Xena who could have a handle on stuff like that, who could go out and be brave, was just, that was a very simple baseline for me, so I really, really looked up to her. Yes, she was awesome, although yes. she wasn't my favorite character in the show. Kalisto was, of course. Kalisto was. I'm a bad guy. I know you were. <laughs> I I liked Kalisto, except like her first episode. I had to get used to the screams because like they were very loud. It was annoying. <laughs> Do you know what she does now?
0: She lives around here. Oh yeah. And she teaches like the classes where you go namaste to each other, oh, like wow. spiritual healing and yoga <laughs> and like. She's wow. really kind and sweet and loving and teaches you to connect with your
1: inner self. That is awesome. Yeah, I think that there could have been no better uh, thing, <laughs> person, do no better the thing. thing, a person for the thing to end up with the fate. Also, if you if this makes you rewatch Zena, be prepared
0: for the New Zealand accents that when you were little thought were Greek accents.
1: Yes, <laughs> you were wrong. It was not,
0: not. an amphibious accent. They are New Zealand. Zaina. Zina Zina. Zyner. Go get Xina.
1: I, I love Zener. Zener is my favorite way to say it. Have you seen Zener anywhere? He's like Gabriel, you Where have never Zener? called her Zener before. <laughs> <laughs> oh Gabriel.
0: Um so moving right along, of course we have to talk about the show Buffy, but
1: mm-hmm. I actually think Willow was a better role model in that show. I do, too. Uh, Willow still had all of her faults, but she made the best possible decision for most of her situations, whereas Buffy, more headstrong, more cocky, would make decisions that weren't beneficial toward her lifestyle, and I wouldn't necessarily consider her a role model because of her intentional wrongdoings.
0: Right. Yeah yeah, I mean I can't find a role model in a girl who was like, "Well, but I gotta drop out of college and work at a burger shop now and make <laughs> out with this terrible guy for me." Like, Buffy makes a lot of questionable choices. Mm-hmm. But Willow is someone who we really saw grow throughout the show. She was a quiet, nerdy girl who got picked on and ended up finding something that she was really good at, which helped her gain her confidence. Mm-hmm. She had the support of her friends, which helped her gain even more confidence. And she was able to eventually become a incredibly powerful witch in her own right, while mm-hmm. never, you know. Sometimes she had her her downs and and whatnot, but she didn't have to sacrifice who she was at the core to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think she was a great role model for little Sarah.
1: She was also the first girl who taught me that it was okay to kiss girls, <laughs> and that that's not freakish or weird. That you can be I a cool witch a while you do it.
0: Girl and I liked it. Uh, yeah. 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 So that was cool. Buffy was, like, who I really was. And Willow <laughs> was who I was, like, trying to
1: be. Like, Willow was definitely someone who I wished was my friend to tell me when I was making pretty stupid decisions. Right. Because I think she was the only one who, like, outside of Giles would always be like, wait, no. Um. <laughs> she would actually say that a lot. In fact, just put a little more hesitation before that. You
0: had it perfectly. Wait. wait. <laughs> You this makes no sense, Buffy. Uh, Yep. Zo- Oh, sorry, we skipped. Uh, Bones. From the show Bones. Um, I think she's a really great role model because she isn't the stereotype of um, women that we see so often on television. Not like, oh, I'm strong and I'm gonna kick your ass. And not, oh, I'm super brainy and and I'm the nerdy kid. She is, like, a bitch. Like, total, (laughs) like, in control. Has everything- on lock and is an ice queen and doesn't really see the point of having all these emotions because she's got a fucking job to do mm-hmm. um, and I really think it's awesome to see that kind of female character too because we've seen a lot mm-hmm. of quirky male characters like that but it was way less popular when she came out to have a female character with that kind of quirk mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> having David Boreanis as her foil was perfect I don't know if we would have <laughs> Like you need a stupid man to bash himself against the mountain of your impenetrable um, logic to <laughs> show just how awesome. Oh my gosh, <laughs> That's true. your impenetrable logic is. He had to just keep throwing himself against the the fort that was her, mm-hmm. um, and that made us fall in love with her even more. So I think she was a really great role model for people who you know can be logical and not be as an emotional, you know roller y as that very highly emotional male that follows her around like a puppy.
1: <laughs> uh, number four in our place is uh, Zoe Washburn from Firefly and Serenity. Um, I was originally thinking of Hera from Star Wars Rebels, but then I remembered it has to be someone I grew up on, and comparatively, Zoe is uh, an even better version of that character. I would actually go as far as saying, um, but that's because I haven't spent that much time with Hera. Um, Zoe was... A captain without being a captain, you know, she was the leader without being the leader. She was the voice of reason who could also kick ass, and she was in a devoted, wonderful, healthy relationship. Everything about her character was kind of where, it's like, if you look at this woman, it's like, that's the logical place where you should be in life. Like, not in any specific way, but like, you should be confident, you should have your shit together, you should know what you're doing. And she just always had an answer for everything, almost everything. And, yeah, I just really admired her. The, the way that she could keep the team together like no one else could, I think. And then, uh, finally, Bulma! Bulma from Dragon Ball Z. I don't know if you actually agreed with this. You just kind of went along with it. Uh, no, I, t- I totally agree with
0: you. Um, Bulma is
1: incredible. Mm-hmm. She Go on first, you. Uh,
0: so I liked her, first of all, in Dragon Ball. I yep. liked her a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, although now in Dragon Ball Super, I also like her a whole, 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 whole lot. Yeah. But she's basically this character that's, like, unashamedly feminine, right? Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't want to hang out and camp under the fucking woods and shit. But she's also <laughs> incredibly intelligent, and inventor, and in fact, the entire reason that anything happened in that universe. Oh, yeah. And that the world didn't, Yarth didn't just get destroyed by the Saiyans immediately. <laughs> Goku dicked around in the mountains. Goku dicked around in the mountains until finally, like, <laughs> boom, uh, everything was exploded. <laughs> um, you know, She's the reason that it all started And that it all happened um, mm-hmm. And I'll let you talk about where she goes in the future so you uh, talk
1: I about. mean, uh, see, so yeah We started out, and she was the only girl For such a long time, and one mm-hmm. of the things that I like About Balma, and one of the things that actually Stands out to me about DVZ, Is that rarely uh, will she Ever actually bicker with another woman mm-hmm. She's really supportive of her Female friends, like you know, as as little time as we get to spend with the women in Dragon Ball Z, you can tell those little signs. 18 is always at every party. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Chi-Chi and her are always hanging out. She's always been kind to everybody. And, I, I mean, as kind as Bulma can get, right. but still so to Bulma. other women, she's she's been pretty great. She's never, gonna, she's never been that, like, I hate you. When Yamcha hung out with all those girls, she blamed Yamcha, not the girls. So
0: right. that was
1: cool with me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, she's this queen boss lady who can still have these faults and still be selfish and still have things that are wrong with her but basically she because of her smart she takes care of a giant group of muscly baby men and she loves them all very, very much, and that you know, it's it's good to have someone like Bulma on your side. So, and then on top of that, she's like the CEO of the world, right? She basically <laughs> is like president she owns of the everything. Support.
0: Like, she's just rich and taking her family off in her private jet to an island. Seriously? where She can afford an entire octopus. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Where did he even find that? That was like one course it? of their meal, right. too. It was
1: like here's the first course: a giant <laughs> octopus. Here's yes. a dinosaur we mined for you. Right. She's
0: extremely successful, and no one ever said you can't be smart because you're a girl in, in like, Dragon Ball Z. mm mm-hmm. it, Like, it was never brought up after, you know, she became an adult, that, hey, why are you doing this? Shouldn't you be doing something more womanly? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, running a house or doing it? Like, no. It was a given that Bulma was going to be who she was and that mm-hmm. Bulma was in charge of tech shit. Like, and I loved that as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, Boba, she's a smart lady. Why are you leaving her? in the- oh, She can't really fight, though. But that's <laughs> fine, because Curly
1: was a fighter, and he died all the damn time. Exactly. I honestly, like, that was one of the reasons... Like, Boma was the one character that I just couldn't get upset about her not finding, or fighting, because she was made for it. Like, Chi-Chi, I'd get upset. She's supposed to fight. That's right. what she's made for. I get upset for. about Chi-Chi all the time. I get upset when 18's not involved, but yeah. luckily she got, like, two or three movies that she basically starred in, which was cool. They were all against brawly though. Really. Yeah, and
0: this latest one... She's like Krillin. You know I should go because I'm stronger than you, right? He's like, I know, but also because of that, I'd really rather you protect like all the kids that can't come. Could you just like be here so I know, like no matter what, if I die, like everything's gonna be okay? Like, she's just like, in case I die, I'm probably gonna die. She's so. like,
1: fuck it, oh, <laughs> fine.
0: And that was their conversation. She was like, you know, I should, I should really be in this fight. And he's like, kiss the hand. Can you just be wifey? And she's like, fine, I'll be wifey. Fuck it. Like, it was just like, alright, I'm really bad that you didn't put 18 in, but I'm also really happy you acknowledged that you didn't put 18 in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it was little things that Dragon... Dragon Ball Z wasn't good mm-hmm. a- about not being sexist, but in little ways, we were aware that the creator, you know, misguided though he may have been, did like women and did think women could be strong. Chi-Chi is often mentioned as being the strongest woman on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she just... It appears that she just personally decided Fighting is stupid
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna yell at my children instead
0: She was like, I want my kids to be scholars Fuck all this fighting shit <laughs> Although she is the one who made um, Goten go Super Saiyan yep. Through training him
1: Mm-hmm. Let's not forget these little things Right Let's also remember that human women bore Saiyans Which is freaky and weird So <laughs> Yeah, Bailey agreed Bailey agreed. <laughs> 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 Monster <laughs> demons <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why does everything I pop out of my vagina Have a tail Goku We gotta have a conversation <laughs> Anyway <laughs> We're very professional
1: Podcasters <laughs> Um, so those are
0: our top five women role models from television that we grew up idolizing and liking a lot and that we think were really great for other girls to like and idolize. Mm-hmm. Again, on Twitter, we'd love it if you could tweet us your choices. one, One, two, three, four, five, whatever. Uh, but tell
1: us why you like them, because that's the extra cool part. And use the hashtag womanup so we can find you. Mm-hmm. And make it super easy. Because if you just tweet to that air, we're not going to respond to you. Sorry. You'll never
0: see it. Never appear. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, like we said, shorter podcast today. We're we're sorry. It's a hundred degrees in here, um, but we will be on again Wednesday after next. Mm-hmm. Same bat time, same bat channel, mm-hmm. and you can also find us for those of you listening on allgames.com The audio version is where uh, Bailey is trying to tell us that there's <laughs> Yes. Alright, fair enough.
1: <laughs> tell them to follow me on Twitter! Tell them, tell them my
0: Instagram account, Mom! No! <laughs> Don't need an Instagram account. Uh, if, be sure to listen to the audio version on allgames.com. God damn it, Bailey. Allgames.com.
1: <laughs> What's Bailey's Instagram, Sarah?
0: Bailey. Excuse me. Bailey. <laughs> Bailey. Bailey. Look me in the face when I tell you to shut the fuck up. Okay? <laughs> okay. You can watch the video version on Twitch in the highlights or on YouTube.com slash Sarah the Sarah's an H, it's God in the Bible intended. You can find me on Twitter at Sarah the Rebel.
1: You can find Katrina on Twitter at OhKatrina. Katrina. Yes. And you can find me pretty much anyone on the internet, uh, if you search for OhKatrina. Katrina. So, uh, if you do, also check out my uh, oh yeah, we're not promoting yet. You're already promoting. You were like, Oh Tweetos Okay <laughs> Find me at Katrina and look at MossEisleyUnderground.com and we're going to show you now, we're going to tell you what our chick pics are.
0: Yes. So our chick pics of the week, uh, for those of you who are new, what we do every week is we recommend things that we think you should check out that other women are doing or other folks are doing. We generally try to make sure it's women-focused content. Uh, but first, my chick pic is a shameless plug. I'm writing a book called Avarice Touch with my cousin. It is a fantasy book with two really awesome, kick-ass fantasy ladies who uh, need to come into their own power so they can save the world. You know, Mm -hmm. standard fantasy shit. Uh, You should pre-order it, because every pre-order is a vote, and if we get into the top five for number of pre-orders, we get published and uh, possibly can get published by Nerdist. So please go to Inkshares.com slash project slash avarice hyphen touched, or you can go to just Inkshares.com and search avarice touched, and pre-order the book. And, hey, you know what? We're, we're not even telling you to blindly pre-order the book. You can read the first chapter for free mm-hmm. uh, and then decide. Of course, the first chapter is written in first person, and we've actually changed our minds and decided to write the whole book in third person, so there's a lot of rewriting going on right now. But that's not important. You still get an idea of what we're trying to do.
1: Great! Go see. Go go check out Such* and read it. Um, I guess my first chick pick is uh, hashtag 100 days of SW, also known as... 100 Days of Star Wars. We're now 99 days away from The Force Awakens. Won't shut up about it. And I created a challenge for bloggers or people who like to uh, take photos uh, called 100 Days of Star Wars. So you can check out the hashtag 100DaysOfSW uh, on Twitter to find the criteria and jump in.
0: My next trick pick is um, blackgirlnerds.com. You Yay! should go check out their website, they're really awesome. Um, they don't just share interesting thought, think pieces, you know, like, oh, you know, what does this really mean, or what are people really saying when this happens, where can we go from here, you know, they have all those really nice, uh, evergreen articles, but they also promote cool things that other black girl nerds are doing, uh, or black boy nerds are doing, so it's a really great resource to find out. If you need a little more diversity in your geeky stuff, go check them out.
1: hmm And speaking of black girl nerds, Jamie from Black Girl Nerds is part of my New York Comic-Con panel. Uh, Women in Geek Media is coming back for a sequel. We have a prime uh, spot on Saturday uh, at 2.45 in room 101A. So if you guys want to come out and and say hello again, this year we were... Last year we had a standing room, which was great. This year we've got... Jamie on board, Um, and then I'm going to be there. My editor-in-chief, Alicia Grausso, is coming back. Uh, Our friend Jody Hauser Mm -hmm. is going to be on the panel. She uh, writes the Orphan Black comic, Deb Aukey, who is a uh, major manga person. Uh, She's translated, she's written, and she's been on top of, like, manga news for about 20 years now, and... Oh, and Sam Maggs, author of *Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy*. So that is our panel, and I'm so excited to be working with these ladies. So uh, New York Comic Con Saturday at 2:45 in 101A. Come see us! Thank
0: yeah. you. That sounds like it's going to be an amazing panel. So excited! Um, and the last one is, I think you guys should follow Samus Music on Twitter um, because I like her a lot and I feel like she should have more followers. Yay!
1: And my final uh, my final pick is TromaDance.com. If you guys are familiar with The Toxic Avenger or Return to Newcomb High, that's Lloyd Kaufman's Trauma Studios, and they recently had an indie film festival. And I really like Troma because they're very wacky, they're very cheesy, most of their stuff is a little corny, but they're a great studio that uh, gives a lot of uh, opportunities to LGBT Creators. So there are a lot of transgender creators and actors, and uh, a lot of lesbian and gay um, people making movies. So go check out Trauma Dance because it's going to be real cool. And if you like horror and gross stuff, it's going to be your bag.
0: Here, I'll post that one
1: since thank you, you. Chat for you. Thank you. All of the movies from Trauma Dance this year are up on that website, so you guys can go check them out right now. Um, and
0: just to answer your questions, Retrograde. Um, I have not attended Geek Girl Con in two years, I think. I was there with a panel for Geek and Sundry, um, back in the day. Mm. I'd say that was two years ago. Unfortunately, the problem with Geek Girl Con is it's not yet big enough where people are hiring people to do mm. things, so I would have to go solely as just something fun to do, and getting to Seattle when you don't have a job or make money in any way is kind of hard. Yeah. Um, I was able to go to PAX because I had a paid job up there. Oh, uh, although I am going to TwitchCon because I worked out something magical. Woo! Um, And it's only costing me 60 bucks to get there. So, yay! Um, So I I will hopefully have some more news for you about TwitchCon coming up pretty soon. So, yes, uh, I have been Sarah the Rebel. And I have been O-Katrina. And this has been Woman Up! Podcast. Podcast. See you guys later. Bye!